I think we're talking enough that we should put it in a podcast again. And then you got the camera and here we are. We were some fresh faced boys. Yes. Uh, and you I didn't have the curls. <laughs> on my beard and none of it on my head. It felt like an adventure. You can hear the music playing in my head. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this slightly delayed episode of The X Bottom. I am one of your hosts, Alejandro, and with me is the guy that recently got out of a shower and his hair is already clean. Well, I would hope my hair is clean after a shower, frankly. Paul, hey, everybody. <laughs> so, Paul, yeah, so how's life? Uh, it's been good the last three minutes since we talked. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So for people that don't know, like we have Paul and I are recording this immediately after we just recorded our reaction to the Summer Game Fest for June 2022. And uh, we just took a little pee break and water break. And then now we're just diving in just to talk about the thing we just saw. So before we dive into that, uh, just a reminder that this is the X Bottom Podcast, our gaming podcast that usually posts every Wednesday from 2 p.m. onwards, God willing, today on Thursday, just to accommodate this presentation available in the youtube channel escape media as well as most audio services around the world apple Podcasts, spotify and the like you can find links in the rss feed at anchor.fm escape media if you enjoy our show give us a like and subscribe usually this would be the section of the show where i ask paul what he has been playing and what i have been playing we're gonna skip all that nonsense because since the last episode we recorded not only did we just saw summer game pass we also had the sony state of play which we're gonna talk a little bit about after we go through everything that we just saw. So, Paul, before we go through the things that were announced, what do you think of Summer Game Fest? Overall, I love it. Um, it came in right at the needed time for E3, kind of dropping the ball several times in mm -hmm. a row. And um, I, I'm just glad that we're getting to see so many games so mm -hmm. close together without a lot of the BS that often is uh, attributed to game shows like this. Uh, I just keep thinking of all the musical interludes and mm -hmm. the really weird ads that get thrown around. Um, that one video that we watched where that it kept cutting to this Jersey Shore guy. And it was mm -hmm. like, we got an after party. Come on, hang out, yeah. bro. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? So just the fact that we don't have to deal with any of that is really nice. And we got quite a few really good games, mm -hmm. a little something for everybody. I think it took a minute to get through the weird horror space area. Mm -hmm. um, but once we got past that, we had a little bit of something for everybody. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into it and talking about some of these things. Yeah, I am torn about how I feel about this summer game. Fest. I feel on paper, it's a really solid lineup of what he announced. Yeah. I think as a show, it was weirdly structured. It was weirdly paced, yeah. and uh, it promised something early on that it didn't con it, that, that it didn't keep on for the rest of the show. And unfortunately, its big megaton announcement leaked ahead of ahead of time. So overall, it's like I wouldn't say I loved it. I thought it was solid. I still like I have been someone that had been looking at and have been watching so many E3 conferences throughout the years and. I still feel Keeley hasn't delivered anything like like the very best super hype uh, E3 conference that I've seen before. But I feel he eventually will get there. It's just like the format that he uses it. It's so even Keeley in its pacing that sometimes it's very rare for something to get that the real pop that you think you want out of it. I'm gonna go on a hot take here. I thought the state of play was uh, the state of play was better. 
I, I that felt and that also came in with the caveat that I went in with such low expectations because it was state of play. That's but a I good th- point. But but, um, but but I think still even looking at some of the lineup that was also there and considering it was just a 30 minute show condensed with what was there. Obviously there were a few things that doubled from what we learned in that one, like just going ahead like Street Fighter Six and Callisto Protocol. Those were two games that were shown in the in in the state of play. But but overall I still think that in an, in a world where we still had no or no idea of what was coming for the rest of this year, I think I'll take what we can get. This was still a solid show. Maybe not something that I really love, but I like some of the things we saw. And we're gonna go through game by game and see what we're talking about. So to start us off, obviously, Keely kicked us off with Street Fighter VI, which was officially announced earlier this year. And then Sony gave us a first taste of the game, and then he um, he gave us a first taste of one of the characters that's gonna be in this in in this game. Guile, right? That's the name. Yep. That's a uh, the American hero, as he called it. So that is a. I'm not much of a street fighter. I don't know much about street fighter. Personally. I'll give you a quick rundown. Yeah. Um, the song that everyone associates to this song goes with everything is Guile's theme, which is the original. Um, where that's from is he's the character associated with that. That's the. Anyway, he's like super over the top American like military guy big buff crazy hair ridiculousness um very like top gun uh superhero style and i know he was like a heavy grappler back in the day and i don't know much about him outside of that however i know he's like a big classic character so the fact that they're confirming him for this is just more confirmation for everybody that was wanting returning characters and not just mm-hmm. new ones because uh luke and Jamie, who are the two on the cover of the game, are two. Jamie's new to this game. Luke was the last DLC character from Street Fighter V. Um, so they're very focused on new stuff. Mm-hmm. However, the hip hop style is something from uh, Street Fighter Three, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or it's called Third Strike, I think. Uh, yeah. Specifically. Or Alpha Strike? Um, I think that was one of them, but th- oh. Third Strike is the one that was like that version that was like the la- latest in the chronology of the Street Fighter series because four and five like went back earlier on apparently. Mm-hmm. So this is the first one that takes place after all of the other Street Fighter games. So this is like a big return to form stuff like that. So the hip hop influence is very much falling in line with that. Um, so yeah, just the fact that they're showing Guile is really exciting for a lot of people. Yeah, right And now. I think I just keep seeing the game. It's like the, this style was something that I needed to warm up to because it was so, so different coming from how Street Fighter V looked to how Six looked with the more chunky dudes. But Especially with the way they showed it at first, with that very hard white, hard black mm-hmm. Ryu and uh, Luke. Now that they're showing the colors, it's it's way more clear how they're going with this. Yeah. And I'm vibing with it now. Yeah, I mentioned it. I think I mentioned it in the stream. Like I was usually more more of a Mortal Kombat guy, especially the later Mortal Kombat's how big their story modes were like my gateway in to be able to play those games because I didn't stay playing them like in the competitive scene or just as something that I would go online and just keep on playing and getting better at. I would hope the Street Fighter game goes back to having some sort of story mode like 4 did because 5 launched without one and then they patched one in that wasn't very good. So They did confirm World Tour is going to be the story mode um, which is going to be a created character going through and 
we believe learning moves from established characters mm-hmm. um but you're going to be like going around as we saw in the trailer metro city and it's like a physical space but then also there's going to be other modes to continue the storyline of each character yeah um, but yeah it's it's kind of surprising that they're going that in depth with it yeah it's um just like it was announced in the state of play uh it, this just has a 2023 year so this is supposed to be the next capcom thing for them and uh the other game they announced that we're going to talk about when we talk about the state of play that from like that year so even though capcom's having a showcase this monday this coming monday so i wonder if they're gonna just talk about all these games again or if they're gonna announce other stuff because remember we got the nvidia league that had a bunch of other capcom stuff that they still haven't announced so we'll see uh yeah yeah uh, defining community i hope takes to it because i know street fighter lost a little bit of its cachet with five so the next game, it was, we went to Aliens Dark Descent, a game that we didn't know how it really looked until we saw at the very, very end of that trailer that it looked like a top-down shooter. While one thing I would appreciate, I, I do appreciate about the Alien games is that if you look at the trajectory since like 2014, Aliens, uh, obviously in 2013, the horrendous Alien, Aliens Colonial Marines, then we got Alien Isolation, that first-person horror, like survival game, Cat and Mouse, uh, Alien Fire, the, the Alien Fire Team, game that came out last year that was the, the co-op shooter and now we got a top-down one i'm glad that at least from game to game there's like some difference there what do you think of how this aliens dark decent looked i i mean the cinematic looked fantastic of course um i like the concept of it i feel like the last step that's last evolution for aliens as a game series can be an XCOM game can you imagine mm-hmm. yeah i think that would be cool because, because we, we talked about well, there's barely any XCOM games. Right. And shout out to our friend Duncan. He mentioned also he wants more of those that kind of XCOM games. So exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that I like that they're branching out and there's not just one specific thing of like, oh, aliens can only be this kind of game. And I'm glad that they're trying to do all this new stuff. We'll see what sticks. I mean, obviously Alien Isolation was a huge hit. Fireteam Elite was kind of okay received but didn't really do much in the whole grand scheme of things um i feel like this is going to be interesting top down but also squad based Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's going to be like an ai that you're controlling or like the squad is your group Mm -hmm. or if you're one guy and it's like co-op with some others because that seems right for co-op i mean considering aliens fire team was a co-op game i would i would be shocked if this next game they are not doing co-op because it feels like they're leaning towards that there's been a lot of the uh a lot of focus with co-op with aliens because you see the second movie and it's like all about the squad the crew and i don't know why everybody kind of latches on that side of it because if there's one thing alien is also known about it is a single very strong character mm-hmm. which granted we got an alien isolation but everyone always talks about the the squad the marines who are like parodies of other things that are supposed to die in terrible ways mm-hmm. um so that's a side note but i think i'm curious about it but a little skeptical as well yeah coming in 2023 also so not no defined date there so the next two games is kind of what i hope the rest of the show could be because it was promising to give us i what all e3s used to give us extended looks at gameplay the first one of those was callisto protocol a game that got its trailer at the state of play and then we got what keely mentioned it was the scofield cut giving a little jab there at the snyder bros uh, 
of a game of a trailer that was a little bit more gory because this game is like straight from the Dead Space creator and has very Dead Space vibes to the T. This extended gameplay look sold me even more on this game. That as something I was like, yeah, wait, I haven't had the Dead because I never really finished Dead Space 3. So the last full experience I had in that kind of game was Dead Space 2. We know how I, long ago that that game was, and Dead Space 2 was excellent. Man, what do you think of this gameplay? It, it, I, it's same as you. I was not completely sold, maybe a little less than you were, but this definitely made me want to get it because it was really just broken up pieces for trailers and stuff. So I'm like, I don't know if this is really going to be the right vibe because, you know, like you can make anything look good for a couple seconds, especially horror, which mm -hmm. is so hard to achieve. And like the very specific environment that Dead Space can achieve, that terror where like everything around you is a threat. Um, it really looks like they got it finally. Um, the the gameplay, the, the gunplay, the movement, the stomp that's very Dead Space is coming back. Um, the very human and terrifying enemies, mm -hmm. the jump ins from like holograms to like do the fake jump the crunchy scares. the crunchy feeling of the crunchy feeling uh that hand cannon that you have the gravity ability to like pull moves uh mm -hmm. pull enemies and throw them into environments which i hope becomes i don't know like it didn't look like it actually used ammo mm -hmm. so it was kind of like because i mean it was stasis in the original dead space and you had like had a little own, meter right of but you still had to use it to like revive it. But I didn't see like any meter for that. So I wonder if that's going to be on like a cooldown or something. Mm -hmm. Either way, I just love that idea of it. Um, and you're getting stuck at that like fan. <laughs> oh, the the death scenes are back. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, that, that look of terror on the character's face getting pulled into this industrial fan as an enemy hits him into it was terrifying um, and haunting in all the best ways. So I, I'm sold on this. I'm really excited for it. I love the look of his uh, Space Marine armor, mm -hmm. and I hope that there continues to be more of them because that was one thing that I didn't expect out of the original Dead Spaces. All the different like, suits that you can get. Yeah, and like outfits and colors, which as you know, I have a huge soft spot. For. Yeah, for like different I don't know outfits. if you noticed. Yes. Um, I love dressing. And so basic when it comes to outfits, I just stick with one. I don't I don't care about like they having different outfits, but I appreciate when the options there. So this is still slated for December 2nd, 2022. I just want to remind people that in recent years, any game that's slated for December gets a delay. I would pray to God that this game at least hits it. The last game that really hit it like that, especially if, if there's some December games that hit. We have had both Halo Infinite and Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk was a complete utter disaster when it launched there because it was like a, an exit ramp and with them wanting to release it that year. And then Halo Infinite managed to hit. At the time, we liked it. <laughs> we know where things have gone after that, but this is like this is a single player game, the kind, the kind that I really like. I hope it makes it. And the next game that we also got an extended gameplay uh, showcase for was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, who revealed its trailer yesterday for more recording. Shout out to them having a Mexican character named Alejandro. Obviously, I'm not Mexican, but I'm Latino, so them using my name. It's like game of the year 2022 already. I'm just kidding. But Modern Warfare 2019 is like, uh, I I have, I've said many times in the show that I have a little bit of qualms with this campaign. Yeah, it with, with like its story, sometimes it's lack of spectacle. Loved when it went quiet. 
I didn't like when that game went loud because it didn't feel as epic. This feels like it's correcting a few of the things that I wanted out of that game. And it looks so damn impressive because it's now, now it's a game made with the next-gen consoles in mind, even though it's still a PS4 and Xbox One game somehow. I want to see how that thing looks in the, in the old hardware. But what do you think of this demo? I am going to try to hold in my excitement somewhat because I don't want to sound like a Call of Duty bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, because normally I'm not huge on Call of Duty, but of course, like all people around our ages, we played Modern Warfare 1 and 2 mm-hmm. in 2000, what, 7 and 9, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, and my gosh, that changed my life i think so the fact that we're getting to revisit all of this those characters a lot of these environments the gameplay the unbroken gameplay segment as we all saw was on an oil rig leading mm-hmm. into a tanker segment kind of just merging two of the best missions from, from the previous first games. two modern warfare games huh and um of course the mechanics for modern warfare 2019 are full swing mm-hmm. the sounds of the guns changing from inside to outside the rain coming yeah, just off the little roof. details i just add to They even talked about how they had an entire water simulation. It's really funny because I even mentioned it Mm -hmm. during the process of it. Um, Seeing the return of Soap and all of the other characters as well. Just all of that coming together. And not only that, not just the water animation and quality, but also the physics. That it gave me that boat section, that Uncharted 3 quality of when you were in that boat. Set piece and, uh, where everything was like moving around, sliding back and forth. I'm sure it's going to get so frustrating on hard difficulties. You're going to get killed by like the cargo boxes and such. But um, gosh, it just looks and plays fantastically, and I'm definitely sold on it. The way yeah, and at it. least like we know that Call of Duty is a reliable thing that they, no matter what, Activision does everything to make sure a game hits. And uh, after Black Ops Cold War, that was okay because I like the kids campaign and Vanguard that wasn't. It, yeah. and, um, and Vanguard that I really didn't like. Um, especially in Vanguard being released in the middle of all the nonsense that was happening in Activision. Now, like this Modern Warfare releasing while uh, most of that thing's been taken care of and Microsoft is like now getting ready to swoop in and clean house. It's like I feel a little better heading into Call of Duty, especially now there's like the bittersweet feeling that this is finally the last game of its era before that acquisition is completed and moving away from annualization. So I'm more yeah, excited about, about it. The yeah. next one that comes out probably won't even be for PS4. Next no, it will. Time. It will. Is it? Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. Sorry. I thought you were going to say like they were going to be exclusive. No, no, no the no, next no. one will not. We're it's finally going to yeah. we're we're finally reaching the point like uh, Callisto Protocol is next and only um, there were a couple of next gen only games that were here and some of the things that they've shown here. There's still some games sure that are straddling. Some of the ones on PC are gonna go next gen only. Yeah. It's like I saw yeah, some of the PC only games that we saw are definitely gonna be next gen only based on the uh based on the quality, but yeah. by twenty twenty four I think we're gonna kick finally the Xbox One and the PS4 to the curb. Right now I understand why some are still holding on, but there's some others that are finally realizing, yeah, let's just move on. So this is the first time that I can say I'm excited for a Call of Duty again, like heading into it instead of just coming. So yeah. hope I hope the we get the beta soon. So flashback two. It's like this game that Jeff Keeley said that he played like 30 years ago on PC. I had no idea what that is when I saw it in. It looked fine. It says it's coming out in winter 2022. You have something to say about this? Nope. Nope. And okay. um I, I just mentioned the 30 years ago, the way games were and the way games are now. I wish I could have seen a little bit more of the like untouched gameplay of what the mm-hmm. original one looked like. Yeah. 
Just I wish they had also reference. said maybe they could have released their remaster if or like the consoles of the first game so people actually have context for this one. I know a yeah. lot of the like legal side of it gets really muddy with games that are that old because mm-hmm. some of the places either don't exist anymore yeah. or they try to hold on to IPs for ludicrous amounts of money or something. It's really weird because like they're not even video game companies anymore. So anyway, um, I'm glad that this is happening. And for anybody that loved it back then, I'm sure they'll love it now. But yeah. I, there's a part of me that likes to see new things from really old IPs like that. Mm-hmm. So that's about all I have for that. I do yeah. have some things to say about the next one. Oh, yeah. So Witchfire. So Keely made a mention that this is a game that he actually unveiled at the Game Awards of 2017. I have not much. I've seen many Game Awards. I had no recollection of this game. Uh, but the way this looked, I was by It's like this, this shooter with medieval powers. And it's, it's gonna be an early access, just PC. So, if they took that one character from um, the Vox Machina show, the who's all about guns, mm. and just like put him into a D and D campaign by himself with all of the weaponry, and it all operated like really smooth, buttery Doom Eternal style. Mm. That's basically what this game would be. And my goodness, it looked awesome. It felt awesome to like kind of see it move around. It, it it's such a cool concept that I wish would get touched on a little bit more. People get really tied up with this whole, all right, medieval has to be like these specific things. You can't use things after this set year, and it either is that or it has to be completely fantasy with a lot of extra fantasy BS that some people don't want to deal with. So I like this whole like yeah, there's medieval stuff, there's demons and monsters. And you're like the Doom Slayer, but it's in the, the medieval times. So it's like, sign me up. I'm, yeah, it's I'm it feels like it. like just to give an idea, like the only sure we've got any like medieval times recently was Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, and that was like in, in this more cartoony way. So this exactly. is the kind of shooter we don't really get. So look look cool. I'll pay attention when it's like on console. This, def- this is definitely yeah, looks like a, whenever it reaches console, problem. it's gonna be an Xbox Series X and PS5 game. So definitely. Fort Solace. This is like this Steam game that was announced that it's also horror vibes, but not much. But it feels like more like a mystery thing. To me, the most notable thing of this is the fact that it got both Troy Baker and Roger Clark, two famous voice actors, especially Roger Clark, big name after uh, Red Dead Two. Yes. Like, like he's he he really got its stardom elevated thanks to that game. And getting to hear his voice again, just like reminded me, it's like man, Red Dead. I just Man, wanted I to find some kind of pet animal and just go, you're all right, boy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, his, his voice is so powerful. And uh, that trailer looked cool, but you have anything to say about that other than the voice actors? Because I don't, I don't, I can't say much. The vibe I get from it is they spent all of their budget on the actors. Hmm. And I'm worried that it's not going to actually be much. I know Troy has a bad habit of embellishing things because mm-hmm. he gets genuinely so excited about a project. Uh, he gets but so caught he up. was like, <laughs> it's very intimate and it's close. And I was like, all right, so it's going to be very small scope. There's going to be like moving around probably a lot of dialogue. I'm sure there's going to be some kind of horror action blend to kind of get you through that. Otherwise, it's just going to be a walking sim. And mm-hmm. I'm worried about that. Um, I would say the few of what we saw of it visually, it being made on a real engine five, it looked good. It's just that I don't know if this is the kind of game I would like. And it also goes into the fact of the pacing of the show, putting so many space horror games all together was kind of like blending everything together. Like 
this other one uh, that completely scary routine yes, that was like a that game was... that apparently got re revealed after almost 10 years and it's not Which like a I robot. I want to go back one. and find this because um, I'm very curious but it, it kind of reminds me of another Troy Baker uh, game uh, Soma mm -hmm. where that was all about God like damn the, he's also in Soma <laughs> yeah um which that's what i at first i was like oh fort solace it's like soma but a little more of the space and less of the underwater side of it and then routine came in and i was like oh so it's like soma but 70s um or at least 70s art deco in space which i would say is much better and out of the like what five or six different horror space games that mm. we saw in the first 30 minutes of this showing i would say fort solace was the lowest and routine was probably one of the highest mm. um if not the highest i think because i mean no Callisto protocol is still the highest so mm. routine's like a second but i would love to see like some real unbroken gameplay of that because it was yeah. so smooth that I was worried that it was pre-rendered. And I saw, I said it on the stream. I was like, oh gosh, they're doing like almost live action with like adding in the texture assets. Yeah. But now, uh, if I remember correctly, I think Routine is going to be like an Xbox only game, right? I think. I think you're right. And yeah. it was going to be a uh, Game Pass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's another game later on that's also just an Xbox that's also in Game Pass. Considering right. they... Um, I'm so excited to see their showcases because there's going to be two of them on Sunday and on Tuesday. I want to see how they fill out their year after the Starfield and Redfall delay. I think there's a good way to plug and think for them. So I don't know, but routine didn't have a year. So, but whenever it comes out, we'll see. Then I think we went through a little bit of like some weird stuff in the middle. And then we got the Outriders World Slayers reveal, the expansion for Outriders, the surprise looter shooter hit from last year. And I one that I was very shocked at how much I really enjoyed it, especially later in the year with the, uh, New Horizons expansion, and you started playing it a little bit. Um, I always said that Outriders... I got like halfway through the game, I think. Yeah, before you hit like a wall. Yeah. And I think you committed the the mistake of sticking with your world tier instead of lowering it just to keep on going. Yeah. I, think you um, I, I struggle to understand like the the language of a game that dev mm -hmm. devs say where it's like, oh yeah, if you hit a wall, you can just lower the difficulty, but then you get worse gear. So I was like, well, I don't want worse gear. I don't want and that's the thing. It's not that you get worse gear. It's just that the higher level you jump into better gear, better, like right. harder, but. Now that yeah. I understand that I could have eat more easily lowered the difficulty again, but it was definitely like there was a point where I could touch some of these enemies. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah. I always, yeah, I'm glad they're expanding because I always said that I appreciated that Outriders build itself as not a live service. So it was a game that I like that it's like the, the kind of content drops that you come in for the content drops and leave after you're done. You're not have to kind of stick with it. So I always said it's whenever they have the expansion, I'm coming back. And June 30, the next expansion, I'll see how, what, what the price is, but uh, I'm totally down to go back to that, especially we're heading into another dry spell of a summer, technically. So. Then we have Stormgate, which uh, people are like with not Lara Croft, with it's not Ghost, with it's uh, Starcraft. That was such a weird bait and switch kind of style. It was like, oh, architecture with like sci-fi elements, and then we find the shield, and then there's demons, and then it cuts finally into explaining that, oh yeah, it's an RTS, and that person has nothing to do with the story. Mm -hmm. Oh, I hate when games do that personally, but that's like kind of a nitpick. So yeah. overall, 
the screenshots they showed were kind of cool looking. I, I will give them that. Unreal Engine 5, I think, again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it looks clean. It looks well built. And the people that are building it are ex-Blizzard people mm-hmm. that did StarCraft. So for that whole kind of uh, team that li- loves that kind of game, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're going to tear this yeah, one I'm, Yeah, I'm glad that they're able to do a game without the dark cloud of what's happening with Blizzard currently. Amen so. to that. I don't know, right. everybody who's wanting to buy stuff doesn't have to worry about, well, is my money going to a really terrible corporation? And this is free to play also. So if there's something that I appreciate about free to play and also like something like Game Pass and also the PlayStation collection we're getting soon next week, is just the idea because it's free. You at least can try something that may not appeal to you that you can buy. So I'll, I'll try this because I've said it before, like when an RTS hits for me, it can hit like Asian mythologies for me. So I wouldn't I, I wouldn't mind like another one clicking. So then we did, we got High Water. That well, this was like the first super colorful game of this show. It also it had to come in. It's probably one of the most depressing ones. Yeah, because it's talking about like an apocalypse happening by climate change, which is like, <laughs> like at room, least guys. the world ended on a sunny day. And I was like, oh, God. God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah, that game only stood up for me because of the color. Because we, it was like an early stretch of very. Because even other than Street Fighter starting us right out, right, right out of the gate with something colorful with the fighting, it was like it was like an extended look of just dark and dreary things. Weird way to uh, to pace her show, I would say. Yeah, that, I I definitely would have spread out some of these in a different direction. Because as it stands, we had like a lot of really heavy hitters at the beginning, and then a string of like ten different games that all were like either unheard of, or ones that might not be as interesting, you know. So, uh, I mean, it's nice. High water. I'm sure it's going to be really good for the indie crowd, but it wasn't really my thing. But we'll see. I mean, all we really saw was a little bit of boat gameplay and mm-hmm. some characters walking. So like. I'd love to see what the gameplay loop really is. It looked like there were some enemies with weapons. So maybe there's like stealth elements and gathering like a crew or something with management. I don't know. So um, I guess we'll just see whenever it comes out because it's this year. The Sonic keeps popping yeah. up. <laughs> if you're on video, Gosh. you'll see like in my upper corner here, I have a Sonic toy that just keeps like blasting through my green screen <laughs> so it, I, I just found it funny what if you ever added like a jump scare noise every time it showed up like, bah, bah, yeah that, 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 that'd be funny <laughs> oh it would take you forever to edit that but it would be very funny yeah oh but so then anyway. we got uh american arcadia which is like this one uh stood out for me again just I because of the, the change of, of, of the change of style we got from what we had before and uh it wouldn't seem like the kind of game that i would like but i like looking at it then you mentioned how it's like it feels like people really fell in love in that low kick look aesthetic of the VRA or whatever that thing was called um, there in that TVA, show. TVA, think, which yeah. I don't want anybody to think that I'm saying that only because of Loki. Uh, that's just certainly the biggest media piece that used that Art Deco style, but it's mm-hmm. lately been really coming back and uh, for good reason. It's very and also like uh, we were chatting and like in, in we were chatting i think it was a day or two ago how much i have fallen out of love with Deathloop, but i have to say that that's also it's aesthetic it's that so very stylish i love it so, so i don't think it had a date because i didn't write it out but 
I yeah. um, not that I know of. Probably next year, if I had to guess. But I'm very once again another one that I'm kind of curious on how it actually is going to play. But it was a 2D side-scrolling platformer, which is very different from everything else we've seen in this show so far. So yes, it's got. And speaking a, of different that I, yeah, and the, and speaking of also different that it's the, it was the kind of laugh I absolutely needed. At that moment, like Goat Simulator yeah. 3 and doing their trailer, basically <sighs> making you baiting and switching you uh, with it being like, because we heard rumors that Dead Island 2 was apparently back in the menu and apparently going to be released because that's been like vaporware for so long. But man, it's like then recreating that trailer and using goats instead of the zombies. Perfect. And it's coming this fall. Not specific date, but... Ghost Simulator is not something I play, but it's something I love watching. I, I've watched uh, friends. Somehow, somebody was able to put Goat Simulator on an Xbox at my youth group back in the day. Mm -hmm. And watching all the kids go ballistic over all the goats nonsense mm -hmm. was really funny. But yeah, um, It's just that safe comedy game that everyone yeah. can play it's not it's like the same it's, thing as gary's mod back in the day mm -hmm. it was like that thing that you did just to really goof around with no worries about reality and um it's really funny to think about how goat simulator really broke into the meme side because mm -hmm. at first it was like yeah it's goats and you just kind of pretend to be a goat and it's funny and then it was so broken that they just like fully embraced the meaning Mm -hmm. and i'm all for it it's not really my thing but i'm so glad it exists and like you said that trailer gave me a good belly laugh yes and uh you can see the laugh in the in the uh in the playback of our of our reacts whenever it goes live so marvel's midnight suns uh this was the game that keely unveiled at opening night live and then ign did the first gameplay reveal for it I had seen on Twitter that there was going to be more gameplay on this, so I felt like I was bait and switch there. It was just a new trailer that gave us, yeah. uh, introduced, they confirmed that Venom and Spider-Man are going to be there because they were not in the original, like in, in the original uh, reveal trailer, which made me think it was like, oh, maybe it's a Sony thing that they can have Spider-Man here, but yeah, uh, Spider-Man was there. It was It's voiced by Yuri Lowenthal, who is now like, it's, it's become clear he's going to be voicing Spider-Man in any game that pops up now. At least and the aesthetic is still something that I'm really digging. I'm still want to see more of the game and how much like it really adapts into the supernatural aspect of things. So, coming October seventh, so being part of Spooktober, it's uh, I think it's fitting. Uh, and anything to say about that? This was like the reigniting of my fears that like after Outriders, Stormgate, Highwater, American mm -hmm. Arcadia, and Goat mm -hmm. Simulator, I was like. All right, these are all right, but these aren't really my thing. Mm -hmm. and Midnight Suns showed up. And even though we didn't really get gameplay, mm -hmm. the fact that Spider-Man and Venom showed up, and they both look fantastic. Um, actually, that's almost true. Venom looks just like the symbiote Wolverine from Web of Shadows mm -hmm. back in the day. Yeah. And that gave me a good chuckle. Um, but I just want to see how it plays. I think there was a little bit of gameplay shown, but I want to see like yeah, yeah. This seems I've to be. See, I've seen how it looks because I. Did, that's the thing. I've seen how the gameplay looks because IGN did the deep dive back in September first of last year. So yeah, go back and look I at that. I, I'd seen like clips of it, but I just I want to understand. Remember it a that happened when you were sheltered in place by our Hurricane Ida. Yeah. So I have no idea if you ever went back to that. So I went back to parts of it. I didn't go back to the original one. I saw like clips of it. 
um and it was just like there's a card system or something that's mm -hmm. instituted in it so yeah. i was i just want to understand it better but um it's just such a cool concept that i really really want to like it that's yeah, so uh, that's where i'm at at least that. we got to release it this was a march game and they got punted so as True. It, again it's like we're finally it's like filling up the slots for the fall even if it's still not looking like a very uh i'm gonna say this is like, like, like a big one like you would have expected considering how 2022 came and roaring like a lion is going out like a lamb so cuphead in the delicious last course this one is just to me is just hilarious how long it's taken a dlc to come out for a game that came out in 2017 and then dlc announced in 2018 but to be fair to them the animation style of this game they have said it before it's incredibly effing hard to do because yeah. the, the it's all hand drawn everything yeah. they do and it's very smooth so mm -hmm. it's like most animation is done on 12 uh frames per second or at the max 24. yeah and then and they this, like overimpose it like, to 60 frames yeah uh this is probably like raw 60 or something which is ridiculous oh I, I can't even think the work the raw work that goes in this yeah and, and i think it to me it's always cup it's always that hilarious dichotomy of a game that it's so amazing to look at and it's just so attractive for you to just see it and so incredibly hard to play but it's like it it, it fits that old school 2d itch of like the super hard games that you conquered like conquering cuphead back in 2017 was like a great achievement for me and looking at this is like yeah it's still i remember like seeing so much is happening on screen that i'm gonna get lost but i enjoy it so much i can't wait to play it also on june 30th june 30th and uh outriders there at the very least it's like something for the empty summer but uh also if i'm funny enough in this point we were like filling up some gaps for this summer because then uh neon white the game for switch and pc that was like these demons that were like transported to heaven and it's like a first person shooter with cards something got data for june 16. yeah so that looked cool i don't have much to say about it outside of the fact that it's another uh somehow another blending of visual novel and mm -hmm. action this one being first person shooter uh but very like nintendo switch fps look to it where yes yeah. it's, it's geometry and not a lot else um but it still looks decent enough so i'm kind of like impressed with whatever i am seeing even though it's not yeah gonna be and just to kind of keep in with the same like release date because this was shown later in the show um right they also like uh sh show tmnt shredders revenge a game that looks so freaking good and got the surprise announced that it's also coming in june 16th and if you're on xbox it's on game pass so and they announced that it's like casey johnson's gonna be in this game which of course is gonna be in but now it's like a confirmation you get with the four turtles casey jones and april o'neill in a six-player co-op game that's both local and online so yeah that is super unheard cool. of nowadays mm -hmm. oh it feels like it's a act of god to find a game that's even four players uh mm -hmm. local co-op uh, -huh. uh so yeah i guess it would have to at least be four people sitting on a couch and then two people you know online, also what still. makes me you know something that makes me excited because do you remember the x-men arcade game I do, yeah. That was a six-player co-op game back then. Gosh, this, this does well. Yeah, it could. Imagine, especially now with Marvel being more open about like, if people want to work on stuff, come talk to us, and we'll make things happen. Imagine if them, the same people that are doing it because the TMNT game from back then and and uh, and the X Men, they're all caught from the same club, that yeah. same uh, arcade brawler. That'd be great if they were maybe able to then go to X Men. 
because I know the X Men, the X Men are due to uh, are due for a revival. So, moving Lately, on. Lately, they've been doing that with the X Men, so this mm. might be the time for it. Yeah, especially because now Disney is not going to, is not shying away from X Men anymore since they bought Fox. So, yeah. because remember, they were not touching the X Men because they were so adamant and not wanting to give anything That's that why could they point them to Fox. Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Yeah. Ruining that game because that Wolverine is like a big mainstream for that series. Yeah. Can you believe there's not being another Marvel versus Capcom since they're that so sad that it was just it was just infinite. We'll hope for uh something coming next. I mean once Capcom's done with Street Fighter, maybe they'll move Mm -hmm. on to the next Marvel versus What if they say something at the Capcom showcase? That's my thing, is like why would they do a showcase if they recently just talk about some big games now? I think they're just gonna go in depth with stuff they've already announced. I don't that, know. That'd be lame, change. but it would, but I could see him doing it. They actually they were that lame last year. They exactly exactly did that. So we'll see. So Midnight yeah. Fight Express. This is one that we saw before. Uh still looks cool. That kind of top-down brawler and weird and shooting everything. Uh that was only done by one father, he said. And uh yeah, uh, yeah so this is coming on August 23rd, so seven days after my birthday. At least I'm it's also coming out the same the same day as uh as what you might call it a Saints Row, so which we're we're gonna talk about later. So it's it's funny to see it that way. Then uh, anything to say about that one? Just um, I love the idea of it. It looks a little rough, uh, but I mean it's made by one person, so I'm not really surprised. It it's got the heart though, which mm-hmm. that's that's what I'm really hoping will be the case. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then we were followed that up with uh, Warframe, the Deviry or Deviry Paradox, which was basically like a tease of what Digital Extremes is going to reveal at Tanocon pretty soon. Yeah. Obviously, like, Warframe has deserves its flowers as one of like kind of next to Destiny, one of those games that didn't launch well, but has like kept this community all going and the game going for so long and improved over time. And uh, the people that are into Warframe are super into Warframe. And Warframe has always been something that the idea of it, I wanted to get into it just as a, like a Destiny alternative because I always talk about always liking that one game that we can always go back to over and over when we're not in the mood to play anything else. But this one will always seem so nigh on impenetrable with how much there is. So, and if you yeah. think like, and if you think Destiny is bad with its density, I think Warframe is worse. But for the people that really love Warframe, I think it's like something new for for a game that's been going for nine years. So. It's impressive. Uh, mm-hmm. It was like a launch. Well, technically PC first, but then a launch title mm-hmm. on PS4. And it is nigh unrecognizable now. Yeah, because it was bad. It was bad when it was like the launch title uh, back in 2013. You had like three, vari- no, two variations of uh, spaceships that would just, you'd run through hallways of, and you couldn't really see outside anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, the stuff that they added eventually, um, I couldn't even begin to list at all yeah. so then we went into the uh the the fan service uh section uh with that had in games like honkai star rail senseless zone zero and then other games like super people and humankind i honestly have nothing to say about these, any of these games what about you not much um honkai star rail and zenless zone zero are basically the same game with different coats of paint mm-hmm. both same people that made uh, Genshin Impact so that tells you all you really need to know about them mm-hmm. um, 
and that's about it for that super people um it was a cg cutscene that looked like it was going to be a mobile game so mm-hmm. i i don't really have anything good to say about that one and humankind had all the latino pr- cur- it started with all the latino cultures and then with the announcement that it was coming on console so yeah so that was probably the most substantial one out of the all of that i i forgot humankind even existed mm-hmm. yeah because yeah, uh, basically just civilization under a different name um so good for them that they are doing well enough to get a whole dlc about an entire culture um mm-hmm. several of them and that's about it for that one <laughs> i would agree um, with that moving on i think this was uh, this, this is one that you actually liked uh, one piece odyssey coming 2022 basically an rpg in the vein of uh dragon quest but in the one piece universe I said I said it in the stream it's like there's something about anime that I like I I'm not like an avid anime watcher in fact like it's it, it usually takes me so long to try to, to get into one and then the ones that I get into especially later because Always I used to, the worst <laughs> yeah and especially I used to watch a bunch of anime back when I was younger and trying to go back to it I just come back to the worst ones or or that has moments that just completely turn me off forever um I know One Piece is like in that in that same vein as like Naruto of like this very long running uh, thing that people really yeah. really enjoy, and I feel yeah. this kind this is the kind of game that can get someone interested into into the I anime. This this might be a good. I mean, I wouldn't say starting point yet because I don't know enough mm-hmm. about it, but um, it seems like it's far enough removed from the actual plot of One Piece that it's not trying to do the same problem that every other anime game is, where it just tries to summarize the events of the anime up until that point, and it usually causes it to be really bloated and really messy. I mean, just looking at. I tried to revisit the Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm games, and it is it is hard to even touch any of the early ones with a 20-foot pole because it is just menus after menus, de- uh, text descriptions of the plot, and whatever else. But um, One Piece Odyssey is trying to do something different, basically, because it's trying to tell its own story in like kind of a completely different method. So it's not like a dynasty warriors game which most of the one piece games have been up until now Mm -hmm. um and it's trying to be more like a dragon quest which is perfect for this kind of story because as i was saying on the stream uh one piece is very long form world building and story of doesn't it have like a thousand episodes uh a thousand and fifty chapters and i think about a thousand episodes just recently as well a lot of those episodes are bloated as heck mm. and it's not good to watch the anime anymore right now um because of that reason but the chapters themselves are super stupidly dense and there are at least 1050 of them uh and there's a lot that goes on in it so like the fact that they want to try attempting that with this is i say go for it and it's gonna probably do better than the others if people can deal with the combat mm-hmm. yeah i feel our friend peter is gonna be all over it just it looking like a dragon quest game and him being a, a huge proponent of the one piece anime i think i would imagine he would love this so let's hope it's good then uh they uh show souls hackers 2 a game that they announced earlier this year uh a sequel to apparently all souls hackers obviously that the big noted notable thing for me when 
I saw this announced was that it was an Atlas game that was coming day one to Xbox next to also PlayStation because Atlas has just disdained the Xbox system from giving them like games like Persona 5, uh, for like the Persona 5 Strikers or any of that kind of game. So they, what they showed here was just basically giving us the English dub. What I saw was, again, fan service-y. So it was, I, I kept saying in her reaction, fan service, fan service, <laughs> fan service. The and, funniest uh, thing is that was barely fan service. I know, I was just... Like, uh, the yeah, threshold I, of anime. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was... I've seen the ultimate fan service with the Berserk movie, so... Oh, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know if I would call that fan service. That was just trauma. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so it was really, like, for this, though, with Souls Hackers, um, it was all cinematics and no gameplay again so this it doesn't really mean anything to me especially for anime games mm -hmm. because they always look cool and then you sit down and play it and it is not fun mm -hmm. half the time <laughs> i i tried sitting down with scarlet nexus and i got through the prologue and i had to put it down because it's it wasn't a it was a fun game to play in the moment and like the 15 minute slog to get to the next segment where I could actually play the game was just not it for me. Um, so I just, I, they need to make that easier. But mm -hmm. um, yeah. I hope that Souls Hackers 2 has some stuff going yeah. on. And then that. we were reminded about the Capcom Arcade Stadium that has all the cool arcade games for Capcom. I didn't catch a date for that. I think it was just an ad. But then like we moved into another kind of ad that also gave us a release date and a demo for Metal Hellsinger, which is a game that like bullets per minute as Skillup was putting it on Twitter. It's like, it synergizes his gameplay with a soundtrack. And you were talking and are you seeing the puppy or are you watching? He the... just knocked his water bowl over. Oh no. <laughs> so I'm like, son of a gun. You have to uh, claim that. Uh, but yeah, like Metal Hellsinger, we're talking about, you were vibing about some of the, you recognize some of the music there. Yeah. So, um, and it's it's really cool the concept of it because that's basically what everybody wants to do already is they go through some really heavy yeah. shooter. What's funny is that Metal Hellsinger and uh, Witchfire are the two games that look so similar, but Witchfire looked like that super next gen style of game. Yeah. And uh, Metal Hellsinger looked like a more indie stuff, but this is out on September 15, and there's a demo out now. So I'm gonna go download that demo after we got done recording just to kind of see if it's fun because. Yeah. I, I did buy it to some of those rock songs then. It was nice. And um, I love the concept of it. I just wish it was under like a bigger budget. But hey, maybe if this does well, then we'll see more of it in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we were shown another trailer for The Quarry, the new game by Super uh, by Supermassive Games, the guys that made Until Dawn and the Dark Pictures anthology games, which you recently played House of Ashes. And I'm still waiting for a... I almost beat the bullet for all three of them in the sale, and I just want to wait for the trilogy sale. Don't know why, but the quarry because it has, it feels like the higher it's them finally going back to a higher budget for that kind of game. The animation yeah. work in this thing was impressive. Um, this is something that, yeah, it slipped by me that it comes out tomorrow, so it's something that i would really like to play especially right now since we haven't had like a new thing a new new thing to play recently so we'll talk about that in behind the scenes if we're gonna do our, our, our arrangement to get that because it's a 70 dollars game so yeah so yeah and then uh we were sure the anything about the quarry for you not really um i don't even know if i want to get it because i'm not as big on the campy side of horror um i 
didn't really care as much for Until Dawn, even as a concept. And I think the only reason that House of Ashes worked for me is because of the premise is very removed from mm. that campy side of it. And it takes itself very seriously. Um, so I kind of, I think that's why I enjoyed that a lot more. So I, I don't, just don't know if it's going to be for me. He's reviewing well. So we'll At see. At least it looks great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then we got Nightingale. That survival horror, that that survival game that also has FPS elements and fantasy. Yeah. That's done by some people that used to work at Bioware. This game was originally revealed at Game Awards last year, and uh, to me, it's like I, I'm like you. You mentioned it also in that stream that games with survival elements you tend to be such a huge turnoff, and it's just in very few games that that actually works for me. Yeah. Like I managed to make it work in Red Dead because Red Dead. Uh, Redemption 2 has survival elements. It does. In, in it's very, like very minor to the point that you can almost ignore them. No, nah, you and can't I, ignore them because then you're like, you start missing shots and it, like the movement starts getting messed up. So. Well, let me clarify the amount of work you have to do to get yourself back into it. I feel like it's, it's very minimal. Minor. Yeah. yeah. It's just an um, annoyance. It's just like a, a slight annoyance. Yeah. Yeah. Now I have to eat. I have to stop. feed the, I have to feed the horse. I have to feed myself to, Fix my red dead eye right. and all that. Uh, and to me, it's just the fact that this game got uh, Tencent got its hands on this game. So it's like, I'm very iffy with like Tencent backed mm-hmm. games. So then we got Saints Row, uh, the game that I mentioned that it's also coming on August 23rd uh, next to the uh, Midnight Fight Express. They, the big thing about this was reconfirming the date and announcing that there's a demo out now that you can create that custom neat. that you can custom create characters that you can use in the in the main uh story and you can even use photos of any kind of person that uh then you yeah, can create there i don't know if that used like the photo or they just had that person for reference to say that you it's so detailed that you can't make your own person um but uh, gosh, it's it looked really detailed, and I love detailed character. Creators. Yeah, and I just know, and I and with I mentioned it jokingly, you know, there's gonna be an idiot that's gonna make a Donald Trump-like character, and there, there's yeah. people are gonna be putting it there. <laughs> they put a lot of effort into saying you can create literally anyone, uh-huh. and then just let people kind of go with that. And so they're gonna be like, we didn't tell them to make these things, mm-hmm. but you know, they're just gonna be like the crazy nonsense of donald trump mows down thousands mm. of people yeah or any anything else all of I, i'm already things. i'm already like i'm i'm bracing myself for those headlines that are gonna happen in a few months oh man so, that's gonna uh, be another uh, video games cause violence i'm mm-hmm. sure oh yeah but then uh oh, yeah i feel the world is ready for this kind of game again we I haven't had we because a bit of silliness yeah because it's like gta has been dormant and that's just putting it in quote unquote because obviously gta online has just been the thing for many years but it had there hasn't been a new gta it's just been the same game that's been existing since 2013 updated twice for ps4 and ps5 and xbox one and series x so and saints row has been also dormant since 2013 because we can ignore god out of hell but it's like the last release thing was saints row 4 in 2013 so it's time said Warhammer 40,000 Dark Tide coming in September 13, 2022. There's been many, um, there's been uh, many uh, Dark Warhammer 40k games that have also made it to Game Pass. Uh, that, that's why I, I tried one, and I also tried one through PS Now one time. This one in particular got an Xbox exclusivity window for Xbox and PC and Game Pass. So, what do you think of that? Of this one? 
Um, overall, it looked really cool. I, I loved the style of it. It looks really polished. Um, I want to see if it's actually designed to be like a co-op shooter or if it's like a storyline that you get to play. And I think I mentioned that on the stream, but I, I love the variations of weaponry, the melee weapons, the absolute carnage you can wreak with uh there was like the chainsaw sword mm -hmm. there was the giant hammer and like you hit this dude in the spine and he just folded over in half um that was just really cool to look at and i love like the weird dark visceral sci-fi of Warham uh, warhammer 40k anyway um and i was saying it on the stream that i really want to explore some of the games that they've made so whenever this finally shows up i might pick it up and uh between this they have a, a classic rpg coming out and uh the space marine too so it's like it feels like they got a lot of stuff in the pipeline and i'm excited yes so good for the xbox people like, let's see if this, how soon before this hits playstation but like i like i mentioned earlier and also on other shows it's like with xbox losing starfield and redfall they need stuff to make yeah. people in, in those systems uh, feel excited about like what's rest for this year and even if it's not what they would have wanted it's at least them doing something to give them for remember remember there's a the whole the whole thing is like they're they're they are next because they want to subscribe to game pass also unless you're also on pc so they gotta feed that beast so even if it's not with their games at least it's with some games so layers of fear three it's actually a layers of fears for some reason yeah um this one's coming out in early 2023 by bluer team so i was interested to see if bluer the bluer team was listed for summer game fest because there was also that rumor that they are remaking silent hill 2 and especially because those images leaked and konami like dmc8 strike them that's when you know that they were real yeah. but uh yeah instead of once again another jeff Keighley show also but with no mention of silent hill uh this time compared to the game awards that was mentioned twice comes and goes he, you know. he tried to do something right as he was introducing it he said i get a dose of this because they were overdose yeah overdose so yeah, i was like um mentioning that i was like oh look at your little tongue in cheek and all mm -hmm. that but yeah i mean i i mentioned it on the stream i did not play any of them but they seem good yeah they're divisive i, I mentioned to you they're and... not well reviewed but there are some people that really stand behind these yeah. games so and this one has the advantage and now it has bird tech behind it with unreal engine yeah, 5 well, and well, it looks gorgeous and it makes me think that if uh silent hill 2 is actually being worked by these guys if they're also building it on unreal engine 5 unreal engine 5 is, is definitely proven itself to be a looker so yeah. so yeah it's like it's early 2023 so in another show probably by keely he's gonna give us the, the date so Yep. Then we got Gotham Knights. Not quite a new gameplay trailer. Like we got that 13 minute thing we saw a month ago. There wasn't ago. really a lot shown at all in this. Yeah. It was just a way for me to make this game look cooler compared to like how that gameplay so undersold this game for us yep. in a way. Despite being very excited for it and giving us different looks for Nightwing. I always like to me, I always laugh because I know what I have done with Nightwing to our friend Zach, how I tortured him. So. Hopefully he watches he he watches the, our live stream uh, reaction. <laughs> I'm sure he, he, he will, as usual, not appreciate it. Yeah, 
Uh, but yeah, let's. I mean, it's nice to know that there's going to be confirmed different outfits, but mm-hmm. I'm worried that it's just going to be like a couple here and there. And for like, all four characters, yeah. yeah. And I don't really care as much for like not care, but I don't have a lot of knowledge about Nightwing's outfits and stuff. So maybe mm-hmm. like Robin's might look more interesting. Yeah, Nightwing has like different looking outfits. I would hope that they get the red one. That he is something worse. That's true. Uh, um, that was a new 52, I think, that he switched um, it over. I might be wrong yeah. on that one. We would need Zach for that. Yeah, I, I forget which that was. He's, but the, anyway, boy, he's the boy wonder um, expert there. Red Hood is definitely the one with the most variations that I would love to see because he's got a lot of really cool looks. Mm-hmm. But I would anyway. agree with that. And then the show ended with a lot of The Last of Us. So uh, Neil Druckmann, uh, yeah, Neil Druckmann came on stage to talk with uh, Jeff Keighley. So the first thing that they talked about was that uh, we have heard that they that Naughty Dog had been working on a multiplayer game based on The Last of Us universe for a while because The Last of Us Part Two originally had a version of Factions planned to really because uh, the original version of Last of Us came with that multiplayer, which was really good. Everyone was shocked how good it was. And uh, then people were very disappointed that Part Two were not going to have that but because the campaign side of that game grew so big that they were like, yeah, well, let's just focus on the campaign. But then they were like, don't worry, like we were still trying on multiplayer and we're going to do something about it. But it turns out that it became its own game now. They announced that uh, in 2023, we're going to learn a little bit more about this Last of Us multiplayer, that if you saw the uh, the screen that they shared, it's in San Francisco, a place that we haven't been in uh, in the Last of Us. It's going to have a, it's, it's going to have like a story. So you know, it's a, it's, it's it's now going beyond just a deathmatch game that, or that four before deathmatch game that that defined that factions multiplayer in Last of Us yeah. One. So what do you think of that? Like this multiplayer I, big title. I had this one friend that swore by the Last of Us multiplayer for so long, and I was like, "What did that even have any? Like that doesn't seem interesting as like a concept." And then I watched it one day, and how the whole idea was merging the actual gameplay with the metagame of mm-hmm. like getting the food to feed your settlement and stuff yeah and if you connect like and if, draw and if you connected it to your facebook account it would pull it would pull in names of your friends from facebook really? and okay, and make them and, and it could be like uh, if you feed someone it would be like person xyc like a, a real friend of yours you fed yeah. them or they died because you, you felt to like you, know, you, you yeah. felt to uh, oh stop the invasion. It had a really nice meta game that just kept you playing. So yeah, um, so that's what I realized was the real draw for it because you always wanted to continue on. <clears throat> but anyway, so I was really unfair, probably and very harsh on it at the time. No, because- that's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm just gonna put you on blast. I don't understand what you have about the Last of Us. Every time you talk about it, you try it so hard. Do you like downplay anything about it? And I don't understand why. <laughs> so I'll I'll at least talk for this specific uh-huh. example as to why, because they have been talking about the multiplayer for so long, just removing it from The Last of Us mm-hmm. completely. The idea that they've been talking about it and promising it and saying that it's going to be this thing and it's coming for free with this already packaged game. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, no, but we got more ambitious. And to me, that always sounds like, no, that means you didn't know your limits mm-hmm. and you just decided to do things that you didn't need to. Um, because as we've seen, Cyberpunk and all of those other games that always claim the word ambition always end up biting off more than they can chew. 
And I'm dealing with that with somebody who is currently making his own game and he mm-hmm. keeps getting way more amb- ambitious <laughs> and invested in what he wants than what he can do. And I feel like every time a company does that, they kind of are just, they're just stringing people along and asking for good favor until they can finally bring it out. So yeah, I'm sure it's going to end up being way cooler than what we you have know seen what, in the past. And you know what has happened to them before when they had something that they were planning on doing, they got overly ambitious. Well, that's the, the Lost Legacy. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And that was great. So. Um, it was, and I know I, I I am admitting that I can eat crow, especially for the next thing that we're going to talk about when it's in my hands and I see it. But Uh as somebody who's seen the business side of Mm -hmm. when people talk about ambition and always trying to like, just wait for us. We have a, we don't have something to show yet, but we promise we're working really hard, everybody. And I'm like, that's such crap. Um, and I get it. You're working on it, but you can put aside a little something to show people besides one single piece of concept art, which was done probably three years ago. Yeah. This is them officially so, announcing it as its own game instead of just a yeah. mod. So. And I know it's like, it's worth it and it's going to be its own thing. It's going to be fantastic. But I, I always just hate that whole side of stringing people along like that. Um, so maybe it is a bit of a personal thing, but yeah, that that's what I don't like. And even like when Neil Druckmann was up there and they're like, what you got to show us? And he's like, we don't have anything yet. And I'm like, Lord. So that, that was just like, oh, okay, get, get off the stage, buddy. Um, but then tying it to Last of Us, I still don't like the way that Neil himself handled a lot of that. It's, it was very arrogant in the way he kind of acts sometimes. Which, granted, if I wrote something and people constantly criticized me for it, I'd probably be arrogant too a little, little bit. But um, I mean, he has the like most he awarded made... game of all time, so it's like, oh, I get it. I'm just <laughs> like, it's the same problem. Like I had said earlier more people saw it and therefore it was going to get more media coverage and therefore more people it's it's the same problem with the oscars it's like it's not whatever is actually better it's whatever is the most publicized and i think that that's kind of the problem as to why it's the most awarded game is because that's the one everyone had heard of and that's the one everyone but that's the thing remember remember uh you're rewarding something that people like you just don't award something just because. So I agree, but that's not up to the people deciding it. They they might honestly do that because that's literally what happens with the Oscars, and we've confirmed that. So what's to stop the Game Awards from doing the same thing? Because only part of it is... Uh, it wasn't just the Game Awards that rewarded those. Game of the Year. It was made a million different outlets. That's what I'm saying is all of those places have the same problem. People are hearing last of us 2 it's in in your face it's a sales tactic as long as they are in your face enough in front of you you're more likely to use that or choose it when you have an option i 100% disagree in a year that gave you final fantasy 7 remake ghost of tsushima hades and all of that it's like these were rewarded because a lot of people the people that rewarded really liked it so i think some people did but yeah. i i don't think so many people did <laughs> i i think that there's parts of it that were good and i don't think it earned all of those awards so that's all we have to say about it. <laughs> yeah but then he uh he gave out an, an update uh on top of the multiplayer about the last of us tv show that's been working on hbo uh, on april hbo and hbo max 
that he's working with the Chernobyl creator, Craig Mason, where both of them have directed episodes. And you don't like get as big or seal of approval that this thing is like being given the TLC that it needs than giving it to Craig Mason, who gave Chernobyl probably one of the more high quality things that HBO has ever done. And that's saying a lot considering Game of Thrones eventually before it went down the crapper was it used to be that. And him being like the creator of this thing, being on top of like what the story is going to be. And then confirming they're adding Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker into the show, which adds to the actor to play Tommy, that they're playing roles that are not quite the roles that they were playing, but they're just the actors from the game being part of the show, kind of like it's a wink and a nod. Yeah. And I think that's cool. And and the image that they show that it's from the museum scene where you're when you're escaping Pennsylvania is like there's gonna be parts of that first game. And speaking of that first game, they finally announced the remake that we've talked about since we restarted this show back in 2021. Uh Last of Us Now Part One. And uh releasing on September 2nd, 2022. This was supposed to be the big bomb that got leaked literally two hours before the show. <laughs> it's such a shame that, that happened because I'm sure I getting to see that raw without having any knowledge beforehand probably would have been way cooler. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess it did. It was nice to kind of temper that where I was like, okay, well, this is what I'm expecting to be the big reveal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially as we kept going, it's like, oh yeah. Then like when we were like when I saw the time, I was like, and I knew that this was gonna be in the show because Keely gave the shrug emoji. When that thing leaked, but by PS Direct, um, that's when I knew. I was like, "Yeah, is this gonna be the closer?" Because I haven't seen it yet. Because and we were like hoping something like God of War Ragnarok could be like the closer. But uh, when I saw the Last of Us wasn't revealed yet, that's when I knew that it was happening. And uh, when we saw the trailer at first, you were like, "Yeah, I don't. This looks similar to how it looked." It behooved them to have done what they did was showing how it looks in remaster and how it looks. You can't deny, like, there's some people saying that they don't see the difference. You're out of your mind if you don't see the difference between how it looked in 2013 and this. Like, you know, first of all, I want to clarify. I'm not talking about you. I saw some people online. Some of us people don't see things right. I know you're not talking about me with this, but I can admit, especially unless they had shown the comparison of them next to each other, Mm -hmm. I would have been like, I don't know. This looks just about the same. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like showed some of the gameplay that was really clunky in the original, Mm -hmm. Um, and they said they remastered all of that. So I mean, oh gosh, if if we see part one with the gameplay of part two, mm-hmm. no question. It's gonna oh, be yeah. fantastic. No, and that's the thing. Like it was just more people saying that they saw the next to each other. Say they didn't see the difference. I was like, that I, I call a lot of BS and that kind of people because it's like yeah, it's hard to see both people. Yeah, how you how you can see both side to side and not see the difference. That they actually they did put the work. Yeah. It, even it definitely if, looks more detailed for sure. Yeah, even if you can debate that maybe other games deserve remakes more than this one, at least you know that it's not looking exactly the same. And it doesn't. It's and I'm good. just more interested for them to eventually do that state of play deep dive to give us the gameplay enhancements. Because that's what I always said that it, it would be cool for the better story, even though I love Last of Us Part Two. I agree part one story is better to be yeah. merged with the objectively better gameplay of that first game. Of that Definitely. second game. So, so if they can merge that just the right way, which if they're doing ground up rebuild, then it should merge perfectly. Yeah. Um, so 
that'll probably be my favorite game then for mm -hmm. a little bit. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's a strong storyline. Oh, yes. And I'm glad it's just so as soon, September 2nd. So we're literally less than July, less than two, two and a half months away. Yeah. So it's coming. So now my big fear, because now we can go into that, is like, um, I'm sad that God of War wasn't in here because there was that BGC report that said that apparently they had some source, some European sources told this website called Game Reactor that apparently God of War Ragnarok is actually delayed out of 2023, despite all signs pointing that it's not. But then Jason Schreier went to uh, to his uh, to Reset Era that like for that gaming forum where a lot of people like, tend to leak stuff there and he likes to like sometimes interact with some leakers there he went and posed there he says that you really can't confirm like a negative but he has stuck with people he has sources that they would know that they had not heard anything about that 2023 things and he talked yeah. to two of those sources so it's like uh, it not showing up here now i can see some people being fearful that it's slipping as yeah. of right now if you go to the sony santa monica um uh, twitter it still states 2022 so the problem right now is that where else could they reveal if it's, if it's coming out this year? Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine because remember, like I mentioned it in the show, like the original God of War 2018 was it had its, its date revealed with the three month lead time. It's like it was in January 2018 wow. when they gave us the date in a random PlayStation blog post with a trailer with like a launch trailer. They That's might when do it again. Yeah. But but when is the question? And now I'm, I'm like. Don't expect that reveal anytime soon because they're gonna push this Last of Us Part oh, One remake now. <laughs> they're they're gonna advertise the crap out of that, but maybe they just wanted to make sure they didn't step on the Last of Us's toes mm -hmm. because if they ended it with God of War, nobody's gonna be talking about Last of Us. Until oh yes, God of War. So yeah, and apparently they really that. and they really want to sell this remake for some reasons. Uh, they they know they really have to advertise it for people because a lot of people are going to be like wait didn't i just play that mm -hmm. oh yes um, and but with them announcing that 10 million people bought last of us part two and in, in two years uh, obviously there's other exclusive from playstation that have sold more because they're a little bit more mainstream but you can't sneeze at a 10 million copy sold in less than two years so that's a good amount of money exactly so overall that was the uh summer game fest it's like again it's like it, when you look at it all listed like this it's solid it is. I, at the same time it's like and then i think about the pacing is over and i'll usually like the big megatons in the, at the end or something like yeah. it's strong to end and i'm like yeah it's like if they hadn't leaked it probably would have been stronger at least i now i know that it's they finally confirmed the multiplayer game they're gonna absolutely talk about it next year i assume around the time the show goes live we got this remake that we can finally get get it done with in three in in September, and they would have also left a better impression if they hadn't revealed the Modern Warfare Two gameplay already, and uh, this was it. No, because it's Call of Duty. I don't. I wouldn't say Call of Duty is like your big showstopper. Well, it wouldn't have days. been like a shocker, but the fact that this is like this is where you're gonna see the gameplay. I know that was good nice. because remember I said like early on the promise that they were actually gonna give us meaty gameplay. We only got that twice. The unbroken gameplay was great, but the fact mm -hmm. that we had already seen the trailer beforehand, I don't know. It, I feel like it kind of took some of the air out, but even though it was great. Mm -hmm. um, but then everything else, it was like either CG or mm -hmm. there's just not enough information about it. And there, there's just a lot of that kind of going back and forth over and over again. And then mm -hmm. once again, just like the first five things shown were horror space genre yeah exactly like, so it's like why? a weird pacing yeah it's uh 
so, so yeah so that's um, why i said like if we were have to grade this this was like a seven out of, a, a, a complete seven out of ten show it's it was it was solid. great yeah. material mm -hmm. and not good execution yeah and it's sad that if, if you're looking for like that big megaton that italy beforehand so yeah i will say though that if this was like just thrown out there this basically confirmed naughty dog's next game also when they say like that neil Druckmann was directing it so they got a lot, a lot of things in their pipeline so and one of my friends that went to college his name is drew wilson he's working in qa in part one he is he is texting nice. so just throwing out there yeah it's, that's um, cool the uh, he's, he's been working qa in naughty dog for a while he qa'd uh he qa'd part two he qa'd uh, uncharted uh, legacy of thieves and now he's queuing this one so Oh. Th that was this summer game fest ball however last week exactly a week ago the state of play happened a state of play that as we were heading into it i was like i the have whole thing we could have an entire episode about by itself yeah but i feel it's like uh we don't need to like spend too much like kind of yeah. like similar to this but uh i'll still say this like i really i was poo-pooing that state of play going in because we had just gotten so many bad state of plays that didn't live up to the promise of the early ones because i went back and looked Last of Us Part Two was date was revealed at a state of play, next oh. to gameplay of Modern Warfare 2019 and other stuff. So oh. the 2019 state of plays that also revealed Final Fantasy VII Remake, they had something, and then after 2020 happened, everything went up that crapper. So because they also started doing the showcases, so the showcases were the good ones, not the state of plays. But uh, but yeah, so this one I was like going with as little low expectations uh, uh, as possible and. Uh, I was so happy to see that uh, my expectations were wildly exceeded, and we we have to we can just go through this real quick, just kind of like okay. I did this. So that show that state of play started with Resident Evil 4 remake, and what's funny is that it was started with like guitars and a big R. People thought it was gonna be Last of Us remake. They're like because they said there was not gonna be gonna be first party stuff there, yeah. and they bait and switch people with uh, Resident Evil 4 remake. That thing looked fantastic. It, it looks so good. I. Um, at the time, I was like, okay, this is a lot happening very quickly. I'm not seeing a lot of it um, because it was like the quick jumps between mm -hmm. environment and different things like that, trying to figure out who's what. Um, quick shots of Ada, barely mm -hmm. seeing Leon. But I, gosh, I just, I want to see how it plays. Um, but. I mean, obviously, it's probably just going to be like two, but with and four. three and seven and eight because they're yeah. all built in the same engine. <laughs> well, okay, so seven and eight obviously play very different, but I think like two. I was watching somebody explain it. They were like, "All right, it's going to be just two, but with like the gameplay changes of like Leon's competency, mm -hmm. but not like the crazy backflips or anything." Because I think they've been trying to still keep it pretty grounded overall. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean, and I'm four was when and and the thing is that resident evil 4 is when resident evil jumped the shark it became like more fantastical more like yeah. augmented and the, and the good thing is that for people that are purists they, you know what the best part is that original version of re4 is still available you can play it that is. right now and i played it cool every year remastered it recently. yeah it was a remastered it's i mean obviously it looks old but gameplay wise like it, if you meet that game with its expectations that game is still great yeah because like, it's still solid uh mechanics and yeah. the updates didn't break it exactly and um so it will be cool to have both versions not available now in modern times so it's like the remake is going to be there but it's definitely going to have a different pace and a different look and feeling sure. it's not being directed by the same director but i can't wait because that looks fantastic and it's coming out on march 24th 2023 so it's like uh 
the first addition to the uh, bloodbath of next year. Yes, not just for there's many more. Well, so. another yeah. addition. And that game is also including PSVR 2 support, which they immediately follow up with uh, Resident Evil Village PSVR 2 version. And that one, I'm curious to see if it's just an update into the game because Resident Evil 7, you didn't you didn't need to buy a, a VR. Uh, you didn't need to buy a VR version of that game. It was just the game. You put on the PSVR and the mode would enable and you put it on. So it'll be funny. Like it's to... going to be the same thing. Yeah. I can't wait to hear the heat mapping of how many people die at Castle Dimitrescu. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of very uh, specifically interested people playing that game. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. It's going to... Their productivity. <laughs> Getting choked by a giant vampire giantess uh, in first person is going to awaken a lot of things in a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And then uh, they followed that up with showing another zombie game, like at least something the same way with Walking Dead Saints and Sinners and like a new content. Uh, obviously, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners is a very popular VR game and like Oculus and others. So I think there is in the, or you can play that game in normal PSVR. This is like new content that's going to be for PSVR too. That looked fine. You've yeah. never played that, so. I'm glad it's in uh, New Orleans, turn up. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really recognize anything specifically interesting down there. So it's just uh, random French buildings and neon signs and they're mm -hmm. calling it New Orleans, but uh, we'll see because they didn't really show too much out of the gameplay yeah. anyway. But I know that it's very beloved in the VR community. So considering Walking Dead to me has fallen so out of vogue, for so long especially since the end of the walk of the telltale series which was my favorite version of that story so cool for the people for people are going to invest in vr same with uh no man's sky vr which there is vr mode for no man's sky right now i'm just glad that it's gonna, there's going to be better version of that vr mode with the psvr too so yes. and you have enjoyed a lot of no man's sky recently and there's a new update also so no yeah, man's sky the gift the, the the gift that keeps on giving then Horizon Call of the Mountain. This was the VR game that was revealed when PSVR 2 was named earlier this year at CES. And they gave us a little bit more detail. And I am appreciating the improvements this new VR is going to bring into P to PlayStation because uh, I always said that PSVR was very underpowered. Many games looked smudgy. And uh, for them to look as smooth as they needed to look for VR, they needed to like downgrade the quality. I saw so much detail that reminded me a lot of Forbidden West. And being able to have that on VR and being able to do like bow and arrow combat in VR, for people who are going to invest in that, I think that's a good way to interact with uh, with Horizon, especially in a non-open world environment. That's how we've interacted with the first two games. And they gave us the update that's got, that's finally going to make me reinstall that game when I'm done playing Assassin's Creed right currently uh, with the new game plus and transmog and being able to rechange your uh, your your. Uh, you, you'll be able to respect depending on how you've been like powering up your alloy and all that so that's cool and marvel spider-man coming to pc the next big game that's finally moving over to pc i cannot wait to see how uh, what the mod community is gonna do to spider-man can you imagine yeah <laughs> i didn't even think of that oh gosh they're gonna be hmm Oh, there's going to be so many things. I mean, like there's there's already so many variations of the outfit that are silly and awesome. So just adding that into it is going to be even better. You, you know, know what I'm going to you know what I'm going to love? You know there's going to be someone that's going to be able to mod that game in its entirety so that every character is like resembles the same Raimi movies. They're going to like 
mod oh, Willem yeah. Dafoe in. They're gonna mod in Alfred Molina. They're gonna they're gonna mod uh, mod in Tobey Maguire. They're gonna you mod in Kirsten Dunst. Pizza theme is gonna show up. Yes. Um, I, I feel like that game is gonna be damn huge on PC, and I'm glad because more people need to play the greatest superhero games ever. Because both Spider they announced Spider Man Remastered, but then confirmed that Miles Morales was also gonna be yeah. coming to PC. Also a few a month or two later than remastered and uh that was on the heels of that of those games combined selling 33 million copies they've extracted everything they can out of the console version so this is the time to put them on pc now that th- those things print money absolutely yeah and then uh we moved to stray the cat game the stealth cat game that they originally unveiled back in june 2020 yeah this one I at least now have more of an idea of how the gameplay looks and the thing that makes me more excited about it is not much of the game but the fact that when it comes out if you're in the new tiers for PlayStation Plus at least the $15 tier it's day one game free so yeah so it's like this is what you need it's like if you're not going to put your exclusives put these kinds of games there Yeah. make these kinds of games discoverable give and, me a uh, reason to buy it exactly and then uh, obviously the first version of the Callisto Protocol trailer we saw it here then we saw the gorier version at Keeley's show. This was it was cool to see this here because it's like what I love more about this state of play is that it's finally giving if, if it's not giving you exclusives for Sony, it's at least giving you the kind of third-party games you want to see in this kind of thing. So it was really cool to see Callisto Protocol there and getting the December 2nd release date there that got reconfirmed at Keeley's show. Hopefully it gets there. Then we saw the roller drone game that looks like Sable. That is like yeah. that uh, that shooter, that, that arena combat shooter that's like that's radio in that style not my thing but really cool to see it's neat and it moves really smooth which is more i can say for that than sable yeah um, especially if you're playing sable on xbox one that game's unplayable i I always feel like i'm committing some kind of atrocity by saying anything bad about sable because the people that i sometimes watch on youtube like swear by that game but that's the thing i think if they're playing it on pc and xbox series x not xbox one i played yeah so and then uh, Eternites. It was this was the Weeb game that that included in this uh, in the state of play. This was interesting because this was a Devil May Cry style combat game mixed with a dating sim that even had like this amazing still of hold R two to hold hands. Yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, the new press X for respects. I, the concepts are really interesting because I know a lot of the best dating sims in virtual novels. Um, or visual novels, I meant, have those elements in them, but they're so primarily the dating sim side of it, so few people even try it. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that they're trying to put forward more of the, hey, there's a lot of action, there's exciting stuff in here, check it out. And then there's also really deep emotional connections uh, with 2D art of characters. So um, I, that sounds like I'm taking a dig at it, but I know a lot of people really love that style of it. And that's where you get some of the strongest like romantic writing there is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, power to him. Uh, redesign the main character because he looks like a complete tool. Mm-hmm. He's just got a white t-shirt on and black pants. This is anime, guys. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> step the game up. Yeah, I would agree uh, with, I would agree yeah, with I, that. That's... Yeah, I think it was 2023 this one's coming out, if I remember correctly. Probably so. Uh, so. Yeah, but it at least looked interesting. It's an interesting combination. That action game was like the more uh, dating sims because dating sims tend to be just exclusively that sometimes or if yeah. not part of role-playing games like Persona. So 
Street Fighter 6, that's where we saw most of the game. Obviously, at Keely's show, we only saw one of the character, but here we saw the world area that you can that feels like it's like them trying to put Final Fight, another Capcom series, into the modern game in Street Fighter on top of just the normal Street Fighter stuff. And uh, coming in 2023, glad we got to see that there. And then before the final thing we saw, we saw this game called Season, that like very stylistic game that I learned that apparently IGN did a report last year that the developer was a real POS. Like oh, it was like really? that it was treating the uh the it, it was treating the the developers badly and they had had to like quit or went on like a protest or something like that. I was reading that, but it was like I didn't want to dig in too much because also the people that like reporting that stuff like love have an axe to grind some into through the gaming industry and trying to find that stuff. So it still didn't look like an, I I think we said it in our stream when yeah. we were watching it. Um this is the kind of game that I know there are some people are going to absolutely devour its uniqueness yeah. and style. It's just not for me, but I'm glad it was put here to kind of give that variety. And the final thing that ended this thing, which when I learned you watched it at 480p, I wanted to like tear my hair out that you didn't see it in a proper way. Uh, Final Fantasy 16. We finally got to see <sighs> more of this game since we last saw it at yes. September 2020. Because you were like the, the the UI looks bad when you see an UI like that and 480p looks bad. <laughs> it looked terrible, um, and I was like, "What am I looking at? This is horrible." Mm -hmm. I mean, like moments of it look great, but um, I, I don't want to get on any soapboxes because I'm sure you're going to try grilling me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but it was definitely a good way to end it, especially after something like Season, which I thought, admittedly, was probably the worst looking mm -hmm. uh, game of everything. Bunch. Yeah absolutely um so then then jumping into something as epic and grand as that the music being crazy what are you doing anyway yeah. um the i i have this weird thing where i'm not as really into the summons for mm -hmm. final fantasy in any of them yeah I which is crazy like because you know when when i went in to see reaction for people everyone was into the idea of the game focused on the which summons crazy and i'm like what that was the thing because i never I, I rarely ever use the summons in any of the Final Fantasy games I use. I use them all the time. <laughs> well, you see, that was my problem is I wouldn't think they were as useful to it because it's, it's going to sound so dumb. <laughs> they were boring um, because I it wasn't my characters that I cared about. It was they were like, all right, go do a thing. And then I had to sit there for 60 seconds to 90 seconds while this same cutscene played over and over again. Yeah. And I was so disinterested in watching that constantly that I just wouldn't bother with it. Like uh, Yuna in Final Fantasy X was the least used character of my bunch because I just didn't care about her fighting style, which was all about summoning something mm -hmm. to fight for you. And I was like, I don't care. I want to fight myself. And that was like my motivation for all all of it and like even crisis core final fantasy 7 the summons are usually super rare so i almost never saw them anyway uh final fantasy 13 almost never used them final I fantasy cannot 15, believe it yeah i saw them like maybe twice in final fantasy 15 yeah 15 because there was no way to summon because it was random right. to summon them in 15 um, it was random and then Kingdom Hearts, I would go through the entire games never summoning anything because it would take the same 
resource as magic and I enjoyed using magic more. So I would just use the magic instead of the summon. So that was like, this doesn't just apply to Final Fantasy 16. This is like my entire use of mm -hmm. JRPGs entirely. It goes against usually how I like to play games. Yeah. And then they usually make it hard to do. Yeah, because you're literally gimping yourself for not using them. So um, I just didn't learn their lesson that they wanted me to learn, yeah. I guess. And what makes it interesting, when I started reading more about this, is that every party member you have in this game is tied to a summon, to a different summon. That's cool. That, that, that's why they were emphasizing the different ones as they were showing. And when I got to see this in even higher resolution than just the stream that I saw it and getting and getting to see like more breakdowns, I was more impressed with 16 than I was originally when I saw that stream when we were just stuck because you were so caught up on the UI and then I was trying to see like, is it really as bad as you think he is? And I wasn't really paying attention. But uh, this was one of the cases that where the more you saw that game on stills and getting to rewatch it, you really see that it was better than your initial yeah. reaction was. I do hope that, like, at least they can make the UI smaller or something, because it still felt like there was a lot in front of me that was blocking me from seeing the game. Watch that thing on a big screen, and you're going to see that. Uh, Maybe so. It's not a, it, because in a small window, I can see why it may look clutter, because you're seeing everything more together. I also didn't watch it at full screen. Yeah, exactly. Which I fixed that for this stream because mm -hmm. I knew better. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I, I, I am admitting and eating crow somewhat for mm -hmm. the fact that the reason I watched that, I was saying some mean things about it. But I am curious to see like this very different direction for the series. Um, Not quite different reaction, but going back to a style, fantasy style, an actual fantasy there, style. Yeah. Like a true fantasy style. Yeah. I mean, it, it does look very um, Final Fantasy fourteen, but rated M mm -hmm. kind of vibe to it. Um, by the same I'm director from four, really. and by the same director from four from fourteen, the a composer from fourteen that people swear by that is like when people get to listen to some music that he's done compared to like the things he's done for fourteen that people are gonna lose their minds. At least that's what Skill Up said. I've, they, I've heard fourteen's music goes off. And I think they did one that they combined the Nier Automata music with live Final Fantasy music and one like expansion they Jeez. did with 14. So, and we still have a ways to go. Uh, and uh, for because this game's coming out in summer 2023, which someone made the joke is yeah. like, this would have been the equivalent of them saying it's coming in fall to, in November and it's slipping. So it's like, at least we know and it's coming for next year. And with that, that was a state of play and summer game festival. And we will reconvene, and uh, and 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 I'll say that uh, I'm more excited than ever for the Xbox showcase because I know that the first party showcases are usually they know how to put a show at least, and um, the Xbox one I just want to see because again we mentioned in the show at least maybe Xbox is not delivering on time like they yeah. should considering all they have, but they always like fighting. They always like at least showing that they want they really want your attention. So I really want to see. They're how they that they have some exclusives uh, yeah. behind hey you want me to tell you something really cursed yeah the reason god of war didn't show up is because they bought the exclusivity and it's gonna go to xbox <laughs> that, that would be fun if they, that would be believable if the studio wasn't called sony santa monica <laughs> yeah oh man that would be nuts yeah. but yeah um in in the true side of it overall i feel like we could have gotten a lot worse out of both of these this is not bad by any stretch yeah. of the imagination I but think. it's just so funny that i feel so much more happy about the state of play than i did the summer game fest that's a twist that i wasn't expecting 
I would say overall, I'm still holding to the Summer Game Fest just because it has that specific brand of some of the things I liked, and it has a mm-hmm. lot more of those things. And but... and and State of Play has the things I like. All right. was all packed together in 30 minutes instead of a two-hour show. I think if the Callisto Protocol had the gameplay from the Summer Games Fest, it might pull it out for me. But I I mean they had some really strong stuff for the State of Play. This all sorts of genres and everything I would, for, yeah i would say that the state of play would have been like even more like high tier if the last of us stuff had been saved for this but they put it in, in the summer game fest because it blasts farther and also it because because you never know if a state of play is gonna hit now the state of play is cursed because now we know what a really good one is yeah. So whenever they go back to the old crappy ones, it's going to hurt more. So Everybody's, uh, I mean, I don't think they're going to be able to get away with it. Everyone's going to say like, all right, guys, you got to step a game up. Like, what's the deal? Mm-hmm. And I mean, eventually people are just going to stop watching them. I mean, that's what happened to the last one. Nobody watched this one because we didn't even, weren't sure if we were going to watch it. So I can only imagine all these other people that were. Just yeah, but the last one we saw it. was like, um, it, it, it was like the Square Enix showcase almost with all the random games. Well, I mean, it's justifiable. Um, yeah. that's what I mean like Sony just needs to put out better quality state of plays so that people are going to watch it yeah and I think it's like they they curse themselves by also doing the PlayStation Showcase the one that's not like a state of play that looks right, different which so. is actually better exactly they've showed they, they show what those showcases are so I think that's what puts state of play in a really awkward position so let's see if in September we get another showcases of those because Sony's not going to do another one they just did a state of play but overall like state of play better than i was expecting summer game fest was fine at least it could have been worse i know if you see the chat sack tuned out 30 minutes in so i saw that (laughs) so that's how you know that it's like they didn't pace that thing well so yeah a lot of people were really slamming it honestly which Mm -hmm. i'm kind of shocked about because i feel like it wasn't that bad it's no it wasn't that bad it was just that the big bomb is something that leaked beforehand so yeah you're sometimes defined by your big bombs and the state of play one had a better one to end on but yeah that will do it for the show paul so uh, where can people find you as always y'all can find me at dork of art on twitter and uh just about nowhere else currently where can they find you they can find me at a underscore drosegobia on twitter l underscore 93 on instagram and my written content at the critical corner.com once all the e3 stuff is done i might oh well this all this summer stuff is done i might write yeah. something there so Paul, it's been a pleasure doing this reacts. Hopefully, things sign up on Sunday so you can do it. You can join the reacts halfway through. If not, we'll do the Tuesday one together, and I'll do the I'm one solo. So, but we'll see. Yeah. All right, Paul. So, everyone that listened to the show, I want to thank you so much to listen to this recap. And remember, we we are gonna be posting. Uh, we're Paul and I are debating right now if we're gonna move the dates based on some recent developments in his side. So as of right now, the show is still on Wednesday, but it may move in a different time. But thank you all. And if you like this, give a share, subscribe, and uh, press X. Play. Good night, everybody. See you guys later and say goodbye to Sonic out there. (laughs) Bye, Sonic.